Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along with Sechta's Peya Perak Gimel Mishnah Ches, finishing the Perak and moving on to Perak Dalid Mishnah Aleph. Hakosev Nechosev Laavdo. A person owns an Evid Kanani. An Evid Kanani, contrary to the Evid Ivri, who we mentioned in last week's Parsha of Parshas Mishpatim. An Evid Ivri, you don't own his body, you only own his, his, his utility, you own the work he does. An Evid Kanani, you actually own his body. And one who owns an Kanani, there are a few ways to free him. One of them is you write a Shtar Shechor, a freedom document, similar to a Get Ishto, where one will give a Get to their wife. Here you do a similar sort of thing, and you free the Evid. Another way to do it is as follows. You say, everything that I own, I'm giving to this Evid. And included in that, obviously, is included in your property, is the Evid himself. So Yatza ben Choren, not only does he take all your possessions that you gave to him, but included in your possessions is his own freedom. Sheer karka koshu, but if you leave over a little bit of karka, you say I'm giving him everything, but I'm not, but I'm leaving over a little karka. Lo yotze ben choren, he does not go free, and the reason for that is as follows: that there is a connection between karka and an evid. That the, the in multiple different places we see that evid and karka are seemingly some sort of synonymous with each other. They have very much the same dinim, same laws that regulate them, and therefore, if he leaves over a little karka. Really what he's saying is, I'm giving you everything but yourself. I'm giving you everything but yourself, but your freedom. And now, here's the problem. The operative principle is, Masha Kana Eved, Kana Rabo. What an Eved acquires, really, he's acquiring for his master, because an Eved cannot own anything. He's property of someone else, and therefore if he tries to acquire something, he's just acquiring it for his master. So what happens here is the, the master says, I'm giving you everything but yourself, but your own freedom, so the Eved now acquires everything, but doesn't acquire his own freedom, so it all reverts back to the original owner, his original owner's possession. It's some sort of ruse. Masha Kona Eved, Kona Rabo, and therefore the Eved does not really acquire anything, and certainly does not acquire his freedom. So if you say, I'm giving you everything, Included in that is his freedom. If he says, I'm giving everything but a little bit, we assume that little bit is the evidence freedom himself, and therefore the guy gets nothing. He stays in slavery, in bondage. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Olam Hu Ben Choron. Rabbi Shimon says, no. If you say, I'm giving everything to my evid, and you leave over a little bit, we assume that little bit was something else, not the evid, and he goes free. However, if he says, However, if he phrases it differently, not I'm giving you everything and leaves over a little bit, but rather I'm giving you everything and unintentionally leaving out one ten thousandth of it, one tiny bit of it, then we assume that little bit he left out was the freedom of the Eved, and therefore Mashakana Evakana Rabo, and then he does not go free because he can't acquire his own anything because he didn't acquire his own freedom. So the Mishnah says if you if you if you write if you tell an Eved, I'm giving you everything, but I'm leaving out a little bit, or you leave out a little bit, then he goes, then he does not go free. And Shimon says, no, he does go free unless you intentionally and explicitly say, I am leaving out a little bit. And if you say, I'm leaving out a little bit, then we assume that he's leaving over the Evid. Perek Dalit. Hapeya nitnes b'mechubar lekarka. When one gives peya, they give it from the they give it over from that which is attached to the ground. Meaning, as we've stated earlier, you're not supposed to harvest the pay. You're supposed to seemingly, again, leave it for the onion. I want to take a moment to talk about this because of I mentioned it yesterday. There seems to be a machlokas. The machlokas is as follows. Is there a mitzvah to give payah that I'm supposed to take this over here, I'm calling it payah, and now in a way I'm effectively giving it to all the aniyim? Or no, it's not that I'm supposed to say this is payah, now I'm leaving it for the aniyim. I'm giving it to the aniyim. Rather, you look at the corner of your field and say, I'm leaving that for the aniyim. Again, is there a misa of Nasina? Here's the payah. 
Giving it to you, Mr. Unny, or, or no, hey, Mr. Unny, go over there. I left part of it over for you. One of the nafkaminas is going to be, do you make a bracha on it? We only, because we only make brachos on things that is a maisa mitzvah. I put on my tzitzah, I make a bracha. I shake the lulav, I make a bracha. Here, when I separate the peya, if it's a mitzvah to separate peya, and then designate it as peya for the ani, so I should make a bracha. Whereas if there's no mitzvah to designate it as peya, rather, whatever I leave aside becomes peya automatically, so there should be no bracha. Says our Mishnah, this peya that we leave aside, or that we give, comes from a chubar lekarka, comes from the part that's attached to the ground. It's still connected to the soil. However, when it comes to vines and date palm trees, rather than leaving it attached to the tree, to the source, the balabayas, the owner, will scale the tree or climb the tree and cut it down for the poor people and distribute it to them. And the reason for that is because it's not so safe to have the aniyim climbing up in the tree. Some nut trees are very smooth. They're very smooth. They're hard to scale. You need an expert. You need to have the tools. And aniyim who's just coming by to collect the pay is not going to bring the ladder with him. And so in order to facilitate that the aniyim get the proper produce, we will cut it down for them. So although ideally we should leave it in the ground and then designate it or leave it, here he takes it down for them. Part two of the mission is What happens if normally what it's called to Olam Gavar, every person comes by themselves and they take the payah? What if the Aniyam all show up and say, let's unionize? And 99 of them say, let's collectively harvest all the payah, we'll put it into a collective pot, and then we'll split it equally among all of us. And one guy says, no. I'd rather, I'd rather just take a clip for myself. I don't want to do that. The halach is we follow the one guy over the 99. Now, 99 is a figurative number. It's not actually 99. It can be any 100. It can be 7. It could be 22. We follow the one guy over the 99 because that's the halach. The halach is that any ani can come and take. It's not and any ani, even if he's stronger or faster, so he has an advantage. And therefore, because of that, we, will, we listen to the one ani over the 99. However, if all of them, if they all show up there and 50 of them and all 100 of them together collectively say, we know we work better together, let's all harvest, put it into a big pot, and then split it evenly, so then we would follow the all of them. But if it's not all of them, then we, then we will follow the, the, the actual halacha, which is the person who descends wins and everyone for themselves. Everyone should have a wonderful day.